Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode 128, I want to say. You should know yeah, before should know we start now. these. Hold on. <laughs> well, if it is or it isn't, it should be 128 anyway. Or maybe it's 127. It's 127. Alright, this is episode 127. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. I was sick. Jessalyn was sick. Uh, not with the with the what's not going the on right now. No. no. Um, so yeah, we took a little time off and we watched a bunch of shit. Before we get into it, though, uh, something happened at work a few weeks ago, and it was sad. But I thought about it more today, and actually, there might be a happy ending to it. So I work in a hospital, and we get new residents every year. And kind of like what Matthew McConaughey says in Days of Confused, I keep getting older, their age stays the same. They stay the same Right? Age. And so that, <laughs> and that happens every year. I see more residents leave, more residents come in, they do their time, they're gone. They go off to another hospital or they stay here at this hospital where I am and work. So we have this new, uh, well, it's the second year now in the ORs. And, um, An anesthesia resident? Or anesthesia resident, because okay. I work with the anesthesia people. And he is a large, muscular guy. He is, he's, he wear, let's just say he wears scrubs that don't fit him on purpose. So they're nice and tight, and you can see all his muscles and everything. And everyone's fine with it? Cause... Uh, everyone makes fun of him, but still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, look at this douchebag. So I'm curious to get a look at him. That's all. <laughs> he's, he's a very Let large man. decide how tight those scrubs are. They're very tight. He's an attractive guy, too. He, um... My partner and I at work call him Batista, so <laughs> he's, he's a big, strong guy. And what's so funny about it is that his first name is Dylan. And so with that name Dylan, I always kind of think back to the Predator. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Carl Weathers character, his name is Dylan. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of Predator... You know, Arnold is like in the helicopter and everything, and they're they're, they're playing the dun 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 dun, and he's about to land, and you see all the other characters in the helicopter with him. He lands, he walks into the bar, and he sees the general and says something to him, and then Carl Weathers says something back to him, and Arnold responds, and he goes, "Dylan," like that, right? Yeah. You son of a bitch! And they go and they, you know, they they shake hands and they show off the muscles and everything, right? Right, right. And so I, I had this this not a dream necessarily, but just something I always really wanted to do was I wanted to see this guy walking down the hallway and have me walk down the hallway at the same time, and me yell out Dylan, you <laughs> son of a bitch like that. Yeah. And then we do the handshake thing, but it would be funny because he's so strong and I'm so puny. It would be hilarious to me. And these are the little things that give me joy in life. Let's yeah. I'll just say that. But unfortunately, he's never heard of a predator before. Right. So you said you would like to do this, and he did not. He had no fucking clue what I was talking about. (laughs) Never seen predator or anything. So how old do you think? Like twenty-seven. Thirty. Oh, he's thirty. He's probably about. Come on, man. Yeah, because you got to think. You're done in college, twenty-two. You do your med school, and then your residency. So he's probably like, and it's the second year or third year. So he's like at least thirty. Hasn't seen it, so it totally killed it for me. But I was thinking the other day that I also know another Dylan, and he's a little guy. He's not even one. He's one of your friend's little ah. kids. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking of, like, I would love to do, like, this short where it, it's it's called Predatoddler, right? Right, right. It's where I'll sh- I'm like a babysitter, but I'm dressed... Or, or like an actor or whomever is dressed like Arnold is in Predator, opens the door to go babysit this toddler, and, you know, he's getting to meet everyone, and he sees the kid, he's like, Dylan! And he does that whole run-through. But, like, once the parents leave, like, the kid has, like, Predator vision and everything, and, like, he's making Arnold or the character going all crazy, and then... Like, the Arnold character would, would would say things, like, from Predator that would make sense into, like, um, into the story that's happening here. So, let's say the baby's running around and, like, loses their diaper, and Arnold's like, ah, get to the crapper instead, <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah, you know, yeah. you're in there, or, like, or like the baby gets stuck somewhere, he's like, ha, ha stick around, you know, and stuff like that, and right. like, how you can play into that, and, like, by the end, 
of you know at the end of Predator, he's in like the helicopter and everything. He's all fucked up looking, and that could be the end of like this short little story. <laughs> but like instead of like all the ash from like the Predator blowing him up, the Predator toddler like hit him with baby powder. He's all white and everything, just sitting on the couch. <laughs> so that, that that's my my next project if I ever film something. I like be, it. You've got at least four months to plan because he's not walking yet. Yeah. Predator toddler. It'd be, <laughs> I mean, I can go until two. I got tons of time to, to make yeah, this happen. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, that's, and which kind of leads me into this episode where we've been, I've, I've tried to keep somewhat of a serious tone. Um, not all the time, but it, it, I don't want to make this a laugh fest. You know, we're we're constantly ripping on stuff, uh-huh. or or just saying how horrible things are, or like how poorly things are made. Try to try to not emphasize that too much here. But <laughs> after this two weeks of these movies that we watched, it's time to forget that for this episode. <laughs> Really? Because I, you know, with everything going on now, and like there's all this crappy things happening in the world, I need this release now. Oh, I see. Okay. To where I am just gonna, I, I'm just gonna tell you how I, I really feel about these movies. So let's get started. Okay. What's our first one? I actually didn't think the mo- any of the movies that we watched were that bad. They so- weren't that good either. I don't know. I liked some of them. All right. Well, let, let's see here. Let's All right. About the first okay. one. Let's dive right in. Let's get Fun Sized Horror Volume 2 out of the way. 2015 on Tubi. Yeah, that's fine. Bunch of different anthology shorts. Yeah. It was actually, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, uh, I don't I remember too much. The last one was probably the best, directed by Karen Gillan, mm-hmm. uh, about um, horror icons who end up going to these comic conventions, and um, they're kind of just like a... a an attraction now instead right. of an actual person. So mm-hmm. it, it was pretty interesting. So yeah. I enjoyed that one. Other than that, I kind of, I, jeez, I don't remember a lot of I other ones. I don't remember <laughs> the rest of them. Yeah. It was a while ago. And it was. Yeah, I, two weeks ago. But I do yeah. recommend it from, I, I wasn't pissed off at all at this movie. No. So yeah, 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 I would say check it out it's if you haven't. It's free. Do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the next one let's talk about uh, Welcome Home 2018. Uh, we found this one on HBO. Mm-hmm. This is Aaron Paul and Emily Ratatouille. Yeah, the one from the 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 video about domesticating women. Yeah, that that woman. What? Yeah, she's in that video. With what like, is with that? Blurred lines. Oh. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we are. Okay, good. Now you're on well, page. Yes. I wouldn't say domesticating. It's against domesticating, but kind of like pro harassment and yes. date rape. Hey, well, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, defend the I'm date rate song. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, she's in the video. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's incredibly beautiful. I yeah. think she's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And she wasn't bad in this movie. No, she was good she in was this. She's actually pretty good. I've seen her in. She's in Gone Girl, and she's good in that yeah, too. She, yeah. I mean, yeah. she doesn't have that large role, well, does no. she? No, but yeah, it's she's a small role, but an important role. No, but this, she has a large. I mean, she's the main role in this yeah, movie. Yeah, she's uh, the main uh, character along with. Uh, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. And this is about a story about... Um, she... I want to say that they went out to this villa out in... Uh, Italy or whatever they yeah, went. Yeah, Italy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they rented it for a lot of money. And we find out that uh, Emily cheated on Aaron Paul. And so they're trying to mend things in this villa. But... There are also secret cameras set up in there, mm-hmm. and there's a creep watching them, and it's the creep that's been kind of like hitting on Emily. Blah, blah, blah. Red, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's pretty much the movie, to where Aaron Paul can't get over the infidelity. So I'm just gonna mess up all the words today. You got it. Blah 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 blah. And yeah, then there's a show off at the end. Um, this movie was fine. Uh, I probably will never watch it again, but it was fine. It was it was well I made. Liked it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, other than that, I really don't have too much else to say about it. Uh, yeah, it was competently done. How about you? Yeah, it was competently done. I liked it. Um, I thought it was 
you know, not just the, your same old, same old intruder type movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there was nothing incredibly special about it. No, but there isn't. You've got two good actors. I'm going to say that Emily Radachkowski is a pretty good actor. She is. And yeah. Aaron Paul, we already know, is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah. yeah check uh, it out. Yeah. Why not? Next up. Um, okay. So, next up, we watched In the Tall Grass from uh, 2019 yes. on Netflix. I knew nothing about it, but after about five minutes of dialogue, I was like, this smacks of Stephen King. And I was right. Yeah. There's a Stephen King short story, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Made it to a movie <clears throat> about uh, these people who get caught in like a cornfieldish, large, tall grass area and can't right. find their way out. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Wilson's in it, too. He is. Um, no, other than that, it's just a kooky things start to happen uh, and there's mystery they they speak and then there's other voices around farther away and they can't meet up with people they meet up with different versions of each other and right. stuff. Mm-hmm. it's like time is weird in this area so they can't necessarily figure out what's going on and how to get out and there's something causing it but I don't know if we want to ruin right yeah. um, we won't ruin that part yeah. but uh, I, I do recommend it. it it was it was okay it's um like a lot of these movies are just okay it's nothing nothing's uh yeah i actually know. wasn't a big fan i'm getting really tired of stephen king to be honest and mm-hmm. as soon as i realized it was him as soon as i knew i guessed it was him nah. i was like this is gonna be disappointing mm. and then it pretty much was i thought it was fine nothing too too special about it but um it's it's a light recommendation. If you got Netflix, check it out. Yeah, why no, not? Nothing to search out and blow a lot on. So yeah. Uh, next up was Shark Season twenty twenty. Season. We paid money for this on Amazon, <laughs> um, and we knew what we were getting into. So it's not like I can be mad about wasting my money. I, I don't know what I expected, and I got what I expected. Yeah, you got Michael Madsen's in this movie, <laughs> which I don't think he was. Um, he could have been asked to leave his house. So I'm pretty sure the, the, they were like, all right, we need a name for this movie. Who do we got? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we'll probably get Michael Madsen. He's, you know, just hanging out at home. We can just film all that shit at his home. So uh, so that's the extent of Michael Madsen's role. I think it's just a, a cut above the Steven Seagal role where, where he just sits in his car the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I was it was super disappointing. You you made the joke at the very beginning, they're going to film all the scenes in the house. And they did, yeah. And they did, because I was thinking, cool, okay, he's going to be like a, a hero because it's his daughter who gets stranded right. out on a sandbar. And uh, she calls him and only him because their battery, phone battery is about to die to help. And I was like, great, he's going to be like the Liam Neeson of this movie and fight like sharks. <laughs> he's going to call the shark. <laughs> I know you're in water. I have a certain and I can, skills. And I can find you. <coughs> right. I have a fishing happen. pole. <laughs> and, and, you know, another, yeah. Um, also, yeah, the daughter was just the worst. There's another girl who got right. stranded on that. They're pretty, uh, they're both pretty horrible. You um, know, I feel like the other one is so much more horrible that I was actually, I found the other, she looks like, the other one looks like Tiffany Trump. Paige McGarvin was yeah. tolerable because of that. I don't know. She wasn't too tolerable for me. She, uh, um, someone else who couldn't keep their mouth closed. Not like <laughs> speaking wise. I mean, just like someone who can't, like stands there with their mouth agape. Mouth breather. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I guess... You know, I, I guess that's what they'll be as a mouth breather because they can still breathe through their nose, right? But yeah, it, I don't know what I don't know what it is about me with with people who just open their leave their mouth open. You know, I, it's just like yeah, no, I get it. Are you like an alligator or something? Are you, are you <laughs> fucking hot? Like, what's the matter with you? Maybe everybody has their mouths open because it's a shark movie, and I don't know. There's a lot of stock footage of sharks. This is a good. Um, uh, and then there was the, the the fake shark in the movie too. And the it was, fake it was pretty horrible. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, well, and I, I don't recommend this. It's not a very good shark movie. We knew what we were getting into, yeah. but Deep Blue Sea three blows this fucking movie. It's way better. <laughs> and I'm not mad, and I also don't care about giving it a bad review because I paid yeah. for it. You got your money. Yeah. I didn't like it. What do you care? Right, <laughs> right, and yeah, half the movie is just them fucking paddling. Yes. It's like, oh, in, one in, girl with uh, her mouth open paddling. Kayaks, and, yeah. yeah. 
so yeah, and from far away, it's definitely not those actors. Yeah, it doesn't at all. look like them. And <laughs> so yeah, the basis of the story is that uh, these three people get caught first on like this rock, like rocky, somewhat yeah. old fort that's in the middle of the keys. They like, go out to take oh, pictures, like modeling pictures. Yeah, because they're secluded. No one yeah. comes here and takes pictures. And then the shark comes and eats the boyfriend while they're. Right after taking pictures, right away, and there's yeah. like this whole thing too. Okay, so so the boyfriend of the one girl there used to go out with the other girl, and they're still right. great friends and everything. It's just it didn't work out or whatever. And so she wanted to come along, and he wanted her, his girlfriend, to come along to see like, hey, we're cool and everything. You don't got to worry about this. You know, we're just gonna take pictures and yada yada. And he unfortunately ends up getting eaten. And then they fight with each other, and like one of the fights they have is how like the one girl left him. Um, and the other, his new girlfriend is pretty much giving her shit about it. You're like, how the fuck could you dump him and everything? Yeah, it's like, it's so, like what does it even matter now? He's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's fucking but shark poop. Like, why did you even come on this trip if you were gonna fight with this girl? Well, I mean, I can understand now why they would fight. They're in, they're in a position to where there's a shark going on, which there's, there's nothing they can do. Yeah. But then, like, oh, what, what's what I can I do now is is give her shit. Well, and the other girl, the one that I really hated, kept saying, no, I can't paddle anymore. I can't go. And if I were Tiffany Trump in that circumstance, I would have been like, bye. Yeah, see ya. There's a sandbar. Yeah. I'll meet you there. I'm not going to get eaten by this huge shark. Right. Then we find out the reason why the shark was hanging around is because a bunch of dead whales or whales were trapped and died and sunk to the bottom. Right. And uh, the shark was feeding on the whales and that's why they were around there. Then, like, the other half of the movie is Michael Madsen talking to some douchebag in a boat. Yeah. Nobody uh, calls the Coast Guard or the police yeah, or anything I, like that. And plus, it's only a few miles off. Like, yeah. you can have a helicopter. They have technology and stuff. Like, oh, there they are. They're taking 20 minutes. Right. Nope. None of that. All right. Fuck this movie. Next. <laughs> Next. Um, at the end of 8, 2019, we rented this on Amazon. Uh-huh. This is about... There's like this game show in the a dystopian future, I guess, or maybe it's present day. Mm, I think it's more present day. <coughs> I think yeah. it fits in more with present day. And people are recruited and get a certain amount of money for sneaking into a person's house, staying there for eight hours without being detected, and then getting out. Undetected. Right, or having the police notified at all. About or having something. the yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's these three kids. Um, or teenagers or young 20-year-olds um, are assigned this certain house. They mm-hmm. go there. Uh, they don't know each other. Uh, one of them has actually done it before. Like a few times. Uh, yeah, two times yeah. before, and he's actually made money off it. So he's doing it again. He says it's a big rush. Um, a couple of the other kids, one uh, needs money for his mom's uh, surgery. And another one, the, the female of the group, she um, owes money to bad people. Mm-hmm. So she has to make this money. And for the first, like, half hour, 45 minutes of the movie, it's those three, you know, kind of escaping capture, and they haven't found them out just yet, but they're in the house hiding. Right. And at a certain point in the movie, we learn that they were set up. Yeah. And that um, when these certain games were played before, um, this police, it was in a police officer's house, and... One of the three contestants had a gun and shot his and killed his young kid. Yeah, four-year-old. Yeah. So he ends up making a deal with the producers of this to get three more contestants, have them come to this house, and he was going to murder them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out that it isn't his house. It's the house of a uh, assumed serial killer, which... Yeah. Yeah, he's a serial killer, yeah, it's right? pretty clear. And he's pretty fucked up. But we don't know this halfway through the movie, so we're just like, who the fuck are these guys? Who is this guy? You know? And right. we're learning all these things about it, and uh, we learn that the, the, the serial killer has multiple personalities. And yeah, because he, you hear a woman mm-hmm. speaking, but you never actually see her, and immediately both of us were like, no, that's the same that's guy. That's him. That's, that's gotta be him. Yeah. yeah. And we were right. Sorry, yeah. spoilers. And, but he's he fit the role really well. He's, he's really got good. the fucking look yeah. for it, man. He looks crazy. Yes, he he like he a did Zachary a really Quinto good job. with wild eyes. Uh, I was thinking more <laughs> of that. Uh, who's that piece of shit on Daredevil? Foggy, Froggy, whatever the fuck is. Oh, kind of looked no. like him, oh, but stretched out and you know, kind of freckly. No, mine's better. 
Look at oh, him. No, 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 no. He looks like the, the dude from Gotham. The, no, the one, he doesn't. Look at him. The face. Yeah, he looks like the dude, the, the Joker from Gotham. No way. I think he does. You're bad at this. So you're worse. You guys, he looks like Zachary Quinto. With he doesn't look like Zach, his eyebrows, maybe. <laughs> All right, he's got the eyebrows of Zachary Quinto and the sinister face of the dude from Gotham that plays the fine. Joker. Fine, fine. Smile is more pronounced, but fine. <laughs> anyway, I say check it out. Yeah, I do too. Next, let's do The Harvest. 2013 uh, yes. on IFC Unlimited. So I got lured into getting IFC Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And so far, it's been worth it. We watched a few movies on that. Yes. Uh, so what did I say? The Harvest. Yeah. Yes. Michael Shannon movie. Michael Shannon. Uh, who was the woman in that movie? She was really good. Uh, she was really good. And I looked her up, and I didn't see anything else that I recognized. Her name is Samantha Morton. Oh, Samantha Morton. You oh, She's on Walking Dead and stuff. Yeah, oh, I know who she is. Oh, okay. She's been in tons of shit. She was really good in this She's movie. She's great. She's definitely the best part. She shows up Michael Shannon, which is no easy feat. Yeah, yeah, she does. <coughs> uh, this is a movie a, about... Um, there's this sick child... And being taken care of by Michael Shannon and Emily Morton, and they, they believe that, um, and throughout this movie, you believe that that's their child. Uh, you have no other reason why not to believe that, too. And the kids played by Charlie Tahan Wyatt from Ozark. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which we didn't really recognize at first. We were like, "Oh fuck!" You know, that's that's him. Yeah, weird he's a lot little, younger, obviously. Yeah, yeah, weird little creepy kid. <laughs> and, um. A new girl moves to town because her parents are off. Um, not off, but they die in like an accident or something. So she doesn't have any friends, and she comes upon this kid who's bedridden. He's really sick, um, and she becomes friends with him. And the parents really don't want her around. And you're like, why, why, why? And then yeah. throughout the movie, you kind of find out why. And uh, her grandfather is played by um, what's his um, Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the. The hell? Yeah, where they get fucking easy writer from? Jesus. Um, <laughs> so that was a didn't surprise. Believe it? I was like, I'm looking this up. That's not Peter Fonda. Yep, it is. Yep. So, um, yeah, this movie wasn't too bad. I liked it. I mm. definitely don't want to ruin anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's why I stopped talking about yeah. it. It's it's a good mystery that you know, figure out throughout uh, the movie and. Uh, you see what happens, and you kind of put yourself in that position, too. Like, like what would you do, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I do recommend this movie. Um, what, five years ago, so yeah, it's still... 2013. Seven years ago, yeah. so kind of new. Check it out. Next, let's let's just do this. I don't know where to stick this in, but we we both rewatched Phantoms, probably for like the fourth or fifth time. Right. And we were laughing about it. 1998, it's on Cinemax right now. Um... With Ben Affleck and some Rose others. McGowan. Rose McGowan. Yes. Um, oh, Lee, God. Lee Schreiber's oh, in it. Peter O'Toole yeah. for some reason. But we were laughing because we'd both seen it multiple times and had, like, no memory of it at all. Right, yeah. And it turns out it's because it's a pretty forgettable movie. It is, and I still barely remember stuff from now it. Now I remember. There's, a, like, a twist. It wasn't just monsters. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to retain that. All right, yeah. Okay, but what was it then? Maybe I won't. They were, like, they were like this creature from the deep that thought it was a god mm-hmm. and couldn't be killed, and then they killed it. Or did they? Or did they, right. Yeah. And- so it was more sentient than just a monster, that's all. Right. Um, right, because it's Leif Schreiber at the end, he's at a bar, because he'd previously already been killed in the movie. Yeah. And right, okay, I get it. I remember now. And it summons Peter O'Toole, because Peter O'Toole has been studying right, he's, stuff. Right, he, he works for, like, an inquirer, but before then he was, like... He wrote about shit like this and conspiracies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and this and one then, turned out to be true. So they, <laughs> they they lasso him into it, and and he becomes part of it. So yeah, it's just so weird to me that Peter O'Toole would do a movie like this. But hey, look at fucking Ben Kingsley. Do, yeah, look at all the shit he's done. That is very true. <laughs> Peter O'Toole did do Supergirl, but that Ugh. just turned out to be a disaster. He couldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Check out Phantoms if you haven't yet. We're already apparently. Yeah, I already forgot most of it. <laughs> remember Rose McGowan in it. That's, I did uh, not. I only remember Ben. Really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's like 
Her and Ben Affleck are like the main people I remember for it. Yeah. It. But other than that, yeah. Next. Next. Let's do The House on Willow Street. That's 2020, uh, also yes. on IFC Unlimited. This had Sharni Vincent in it, which is all you needed. And that's yeah, all I, like I needed, her. too, really. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. Yeah. Poor follow-through for this movie. It wasn't executed it wasn't very ex- well. No, it wasn't. I, I wasn't... Didn't, I ended up not liking this movie. Me too, and it had a strong start. It really did. And I think a lot of it has to do with budget. It was a really low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, two locations. It um, They don't really follow through as well as they should have. Mm-hmm. There's the rules in it aren't done well. And this, this movie's about these um, uh, kidnappers who kidnap a girl... And she ends up being, they find out that she's possessed. Right. And and that's the movie. Yeah, except that they find these videos, and really all you need to do is have them find the videos, see she's possessed, done. Mm -hmm. Who cares why? It doesn't matter why. But what they do instead is we dissolve into an actual flashback that takes forever. Right. When, like, we get it. She's possessed. I don't care why. Let's do this. Right. Absolutely. That's, That's... Absolutely why. And the character decisions in it. And like I said, the rules. Like, she... Okay, this this person is possessed. Killed a bunch of people at the house. Yeah. There are four dead people. Two priests and her parents. And, and they and graphically, too. Like, she tore out some hearts. Like, mm-hmm. like Kano from Mortal Kombat and shit. And, uh, and then they capture her. Okay, they hold her out at gunpoint. Which, okay. And then she lets them capture them. They put a chain around her neck, mm-hmm. and then they hold her down in this this factory somewhere. And this isn't because she's possessed. These are kidnappers no. who don't know she's possessed. They right. just want money from the parents. Exactly. Yeah. And they end up calling the parents. They don't answer because she killed them. Right. And they go back there and find out, oh, she's killed everyone. Yeah. So she could have killed everyone at any time, but yeah. stayed with the collar on. Like, you just ripped a dude's fucking heart out, multiple hearts. And I think the reason for that is that there's a relationship between Sharni Vinson and her that we discover, which is right. also unnecessary. Yeah, very unnecessary yeah. to the so plot. So I think that's why she's, like, toying with them. But, yeah, as soon as the kidnappers found out she was possessed, they should have been like, let's get the fuck out of here. Peace. Well, then <laughs> well, then pretty much they couldn't leave. Yeah, because she was going to bring about the end of the world. Or right. Something. No, not even that. That she wouldn't let them leave. Like, yeah. Homeboy was trying to run away, and then she ends up catching him and hanging well, yeah, him. Yeah, but that would have been fun. That's what it should have been. Like, kidnappers kidnap somebody, find out that ki- the person is possessed, try to get the fuck out of there, can't. Right, that and then be the whole movie. That, that should have been it, yes. Yeah, and they didn't do that, and it just got really stupid. Um, so I don't recommend this one. And I don't either, and it's too bad. I right. really wanted to like. Now, it. who's the main? Who's the the one that was captured? Is she the one from? Helen uh, Burchell. She looks somewhat similar she to. She does, uh, but I don't think it's her. VHS, VHS. and Siren. No. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's her. Her eyes aren't wide enough. <laughs> but she far does far have, enough. yeah wide set big brown eyes right. like that actress yeah but yeah i don't recommend it no, uh I next I really really wanted to me too but yeah, yeah unfortunately no next still sharni vincent vincent keep working i want to see more of you i miss you so much next 30 miles from nowhere 2018 on shutter we're trying to get uh, to the end uh. of shutter still um i thought this one was kind of fun it was. It was fun up until the end. Yeah. I didn't like the end. But other than that, yeah, it was interesting, and, and I was just trying to figure out, like, okay, what's going on throughout the whole time? Like, all right, how is this going to end up? How is this going to play into things? And it, and it really doesn't. Like, everything just, plot points and everything are just dropped at the yeah. end. And I don't want to ruin the end at all, but... No, me neither. Um, it's about these uh, four or five friends... Who uh, their one friend killed himself, and they went out to his, where he lived into like a cottage, thirty miles from anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, just to to have a good time and reminisce about their friend. 
And they clearly haven't seen each other, and right. some of their relationships are not great. Right. Like, none of yeah. their relationships are great, yet they're still hanging out. All their relationships are very dysfunctional, right. but yeah, they're not getting along. There's the one uh, the one woman there in the group who's pretty much fucked all the guys, yeah. <laughs> and is still probably fucking them. Uh, they all have their problems and everything. There's a guy who brings his 23-year-old girlfriend to this. Which I have a problem with. cheats on her. Which, <laughs> yeah. And when you're going to go hang out with a bunch of your friends, yeah, don't bring your new girlfriend or new boyfriend to hang out with. No, what a terrible, like, I hope it was her idea, because I would never want to be involved in something right. like that. Right, that was stupid. If I was there and I wasn't even the guy bringing the girl there, I would be like, dude, this is, this is uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I'm going to talk about fucked up shit, and I don't even know this person, or, you know? I'm going to talk about stuff that she knows nothing about. Like, right. what are we going to talk about with her? Yeah, yeah, like, dude, leave people... If this happens in real life, don't do it. Leave them at home. Like, yeah. you're going to hang out with a bunch of people you know. Yeah, I'm sure at some point in time you want your friends to get to know, like, your girlfriend and stuff, but this isn't the time. Yeah, and not for the 23-year-old girlfriend that's not going to last more than another six months tops. Right. Anyway. We took this very personally. <laughs> the idea. <laughs> the audacity of these like, fictional characters. <laughs> like, you're fucking up the movie, man. <laughs> this poor girl. Now I have to worry about this poor girl. But some of the roles in there were pretty good. I like the, the the lesbian in there. She's pretty funny. Yeah. I liked her character. I like the dickhead character. Guess what his name is? Larry. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Also, he is, he's God from Supernatural. Oh yeah, Ooh, that's for those right. of you who gotten that haven't gotten that far, he's Chuck. Sorry, <laughs> spoilers. But yeah, so I already knew who he was, and oh, I like him. He in was the nervous. He, he was the nervous guy in waiting. Who oh, couldn't okay. take a leak. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Bob Rob Benedict is his name. Yeah, of course his name was Larry. What have you talked about your theory? What on that, this podcast? Yet? What that every character named Larry fucking sucks? Yeah, they always are terrible. There's never, the hero's never named Larry. No. No. Oh. And I countered way back when, when we first started dating, I countered with, like, I was like, I'll think of one. And I thought of Larry from Sesame Street. He's great. Not a movie. <laughs> Sorry. But not a movie. I mean, well, I can go Larry from the Three Stooges, but he's like the third out of the three of them. Well, it'll be third out of like, yeah. six of them. He's but kind of the forgettable one. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, when you add in Shemp and yeah. and Curly Joe and all those, all the other horrible replacements for Curly, then yeah. yeah. Anyway, 30 miles to know, miles from nowhere. Right. Um, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was fine. It was ending a week ending, but, but yeah. yeah. Check it out. Next up, we're getting there. Um, let's talk about the Stanford Prison Experiment, 2015 hmm. from IFC Unlimited. The only reason I knew about this movie was because an episode of Veronica Mars yes. is kind of a, an homage to not only that, but to the actual experiment that right. happened at Stanford. So? So, um, this is uh, a movie about um, an experiment going on, of course, mm -hmm. um, where they get, they pay like 20 different people to for the next two weeks to either be a in a fictional be a guard in a fictional prison or a prisoner in a fictional prison mm -hmm. and it's all going to be monitored and you just live out those two weeks there and the scientists and teachers wanted to have an experiment about this and about how it would affect yada 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 i don't want to get into it too much but no me neither because i really liked it it's definitely they wanted to research like the elements of power and what power can do to a person because right. they keep saying the only thing that separates these kids is uh, there's really nothing that separates nothing. them they were randomly split up into mm -hmm. into these two groups and there's a bunch Ezra Miller Ty Sheridan Billy Crudup um Michael Angarano, I think he's a Disney kid. There are a bunch of recognizable faces in it yes there are Kira Gilchrist who I still don't like I'm sorry I'm trying but I just don't who the hell is that? It's a kid from It Follows. He was in this movie? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that guy, yeah. Oh, and Jack Kilmer, who I've never seen. That was exciting. Right, yeah. That's uh, Val Kilmer's son. Right, yep. He's, his part's very small. You don't really get a feel for him, but... <laughs> but, yeah, this is an interesting movie based off true events. Um, mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, 
Power. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to... The experiment was supposed to last for two weeks. It lasted for six days. Yeah. And... So they had to end it. Yeah. Because yeah, she was going crazy. Yeah. started happening. Yeah. So it was very interesting in looking at a balance of power. So yeah, go ahead. Check this one out. And um, IFC, right? IFC Unlimited, I'm pretty sure. I believe it, yeah. Yeah. Wait, yeah, IFC Unlimited. We watched a bunch on there. I'm glad I started... The free trial, which will be over soon, and I'll probably keep it. No, get rid of it. We don't need it. All right. We won't away. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. No. Excuse me. I'm, I'm not sure that CBS is doing well right now. I know. I need to get rid of CBS. <sighs> I only used it for Picard. Picard and Picard turned out to be stupid. Get rid of it. Don't get me started about Picard. Oh, don't worry. They got red letter media for that. <laughs> Next. All right. So. We, this was last but not least, we watched, with a couple of friends, we watched Bill and Ted Face the Music. Right. We rented that um, early release on Amazon. Is it an early release? Was it really going to be in theaters? It was going to be in theaters, okay. but then they were just like, no, we'll just release it now. Yeah. In theaters and in VOD. So we watched that, and then we rewatched Bill and Ted 1 and 2. Right. Just to refresh our memories. Right. Um, what did you think of the latest Bill and Ted movie? You know, I liked it. I think at first I didn't love it. I still mm -hmm. needed to digest it, but I really want to watch it again mm -hmm. because all the elements of both movies are still there. Right. They go back in time. They go to hell, just like in the first two movies. Right. It's more like Bill and Ted just go on random adventures together. So <laughs> this is about, they're in their late 40s, early 50s, and they still haven't written the song that unites right. the world. So the future decides they need to go back and kill Bill and Ted. Like, maybe that's what the actual prophecy was, that Bill and Ted have to die. Right. Um, and they have two daughters who act just like them. Samara mm -hmm. Weaving is one of them. You know, Samara Weaving wasn't that good in this movie. Really? I thought she was I funny didn't, I didn't think she did a good job of uh, being the daughter to Alex Winter's character. Yeah. So I, I definitely thought the Ted daughter yes, was better. She, she was, was really perfect. good. She was yeah. really, really good. She was a it. better young Keanu Reeves than old Keanu Reeves is. Right. <laughs> I Yeah, Samara Weaving wasn't that good in this movie, unfortunately. Uh, I'll agree to disagree. Okay. I liked her. Um, Christian Schall kind of bothers me a little bit. Really? I like her. She's okay. She plays Rufus's son because George Carlin obviously is deceased. Daughter, you mean? Daughter is what I meant. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Uh, but she's fine. Um, I, I thought this movie was okay. There are some good parts to it. I feel um, like you'll warm to it when we watch it again. I have a feeling I will too. Uh, maybe. I we'll see. Other than that, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I got a few chuckles out of it. The best parts were Bill and Ted traveling to the, meet their future selves. Right, yes. I wanted all that. And they yes. said there were two more side stories that... Yes. Yeah. And some of the side stories just kind of just fizzled out at the end. And, and, yeah. And it does seem like this movie, there's a lot more in it. There's a lot of hard cuts in it. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like there was a lot more in this movie that they had to cut. Like, with their wives... They cut a lot out. It seems like they cut stuff with their wives. Yeah, they being... must have cut their whole storyline. Right. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was very choppy and kind of messy, but still enjoyable. So I, I'll recommend it still. Yeah. I, but, the times I laughed out loud were definitely when Bill and Ted traveled to the meet their future selves. Yeah. And those were the best. And Keanu ones. Reeves looks like he got hit by a fucking truck. Keanu Reeves looks so sad, and I just thought, is Keanu Reeves sad now? And we just have never noticed because he's doing. You know, action movies where he's sad, like John Wick. Yeah. But then we saw him in a Zoom interview. Yeah, he seemed fun. And he was all smiles. So, like, why couldn't you bring it to Ted? What happened? Uh, he looked, he just looked, he looked like he was in pain. Yeah. He, doesn't, he didn't look tired. He just looked like he couldn't move very well. Right. <laughs> and he just, like, he just finished shooting John Wick 3. Got Maybe a couple shots sore? put in him. <laughs> and so, yeah. This, um, this fine. Yeah, that was disappointing because Alex Winters definitely carried. Yes, he does. Bill and Ted. <laughs> he He's carries great. It. He does carry the fucking like, movie. It's been thirty years and he hasn't missed a beat. Right. He's still. Bill. <laughs> All right. Check it out. It's yeah. twenty bucks. Maybe wait until it's less than that. But I liked it. Yeah. Wait around until it's ten bucks. Then yeah. Yeah. Then rent it. You're gonna have a good time if you love the first Bill and Ted movie. First two Bill and Ted movies. You're going to enjoy yourself here. All right. 
our movie of the week coming up next. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the sequel to Swamp Thing, directed by Jim Wynorski. The return of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. A gem from my childhood, it's, I must say. It was kind of mine, too. I haven't seen it as many times, but I have always liked it. This is the first time I've watched it as a full-blown adult. <laughs> um, so it was problematic in some places. Uh-huh. <laughs> like what? Like... You're like experimenting on humans and turning them into like animals or something. Sure, or... that. But I was more bothered by the two attempted rapes of Heather Locklear or that she seemed to oh, be the bad guys. It's like, yeah, rolls <laughs> off her back like another guy trying to rape me. What are you gonna do? Other <laughs> well, than that, it was fine though. Yeah. Okay. Other than uh, that, totally fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, got that out of the way. Good. All right, so let's talk about this funny movie. Um, mm-hmm. which is a, which is different from the original movie. It was a little more serious. It was more a little more horror, I would say. Um, this one's more action comedy. Yeah. And which I'm happy it went that way because a lot of movies don't tend to do that. They kind of just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, they added a lot of humor to this one, if it's funny or not. Um, I just kind of enjoy this movie because it it kind of just. It goes in that different direction, and it becomes more comic booky. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, yeah, Swamp Thing was a comic book, and still is a comic book. Before or after the movie? Before. Before. Yeah, Swamp okay. Thing's been around for a long time. Um, so, uh, the, the original is directed by Wes Craven, mm-hmm. Adrian Barbeau, but this time, um, got Wynorski as the director. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, the same actor as Swamp Thing, but not the same actor... Who portrayed the character before he becomes Swamp Thing, Alec, which was right. Ray Wise, who originated the role, and Adrian Barbeau was his love interest in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second one, we have Heather Locklear as the um, uh, as our love interest, stepdaughter to the evil scientist, uh, Doctor Arcane is his mm-hmm. name, played by um, Luis uh, Jordan. Um, he's reprising this role from the original film from because mm-hmm. in the original one he gets killed but they got a line in this one saying they found him and resurrected him um, so um, the pretty much of the movie what this movie is about is that Swamp Thing is still out there uh, Arcane is still alive and trying to become immortal so he has a bunch of scientists uh, capture will have subjects where he's able to uh, inject different animal DNA into humans and have them become some humanoid hybrid like Swamp Thing to where, um, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> Just to study things and maybe yeah. create an army? I, mean, I don't know. Like, much like the Spider-Man villains. Mm. With, well, it's very loose reasoning it's, it's as loose. to why. And maybe a little bit too is that he's also looking for like kind of the fountain of youth in a way or a way yeah. to... Cause he, uh, he said that his body is deteriorating because he's dying and that he needs new genes and new cells and everything. So maybe with these experiments, he's trying to get that going. Maybe the theme was, because there's one elephant guy. Uh-huh. Cockroach guy. Cockroach man. And then... Fish man. Fish man. So um, never mind. My theory doesn't Leech man. Because I was thinking with the elephant, well, elephants can live longer than people, right? Yes, but they can't jump. They cannot jump. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe the relationship was we find animals that can age past. Ah, like cockroaches can yeah. survive certain things. Maybe right. you can survive this. Um, but the fish, I don't fish, really get that one. Well, they didn't really go into too much with that guy. They had like Monkey Man. Yeah. A bunch of different freaks that they made. Right. 
And if the effects were a little better, it would have been kind of horrifying. Yeah. Well, I think they are pretty good. They're okay. But you also have to remember, too, that a lot of the stuff we watch is in better condition than when we watched sure. them before. Yeah. Because you can see like a lot of the stuff is kind of hit or hidden hidden up with like yeah. the resolution that, that you had back in the day, or your tube TVs and everything. So a lot of it was, was hidden in the background. Uh, what I would have liked to have seen more in this movie, in Swamp Thing, would have been a few more humanoid fights. Like Swamp Thing versus uh, yeah. this guy or this guy or this guy. He does have a, a couple fights with some of the humanoids. Uh, more fighting with humans, though, too, than with like these monsters. And this movie kind of uh, uh, reminds me a lot of um, this movie called The Giver. Where there are a bunch of uh, humanoid monsters fighting off a guy in like this bio suit. Uh, pretty awesome movie in that sense where there's a lot of different monster fighting going on. So which I wish it was a little more like that. Okay. But unfortunately, it's not. Well, we'll have to do the Giver sometimes. It's Mark Hamill's in it. And he's oh, he's right. not the main guy, but he's in it. Uh, just a crazy movie with a bunch of different monsters running around doing karate and shit. <laughs> All right. It's, it's funny. Uh, something so, does a lot of wrestling moves. Yeah, um, he does do a few wrestling moves in it. Yeah, he he can drive a car too. Mm-hmm. Um, in the original movie, yeah, he was a scientist. He got blown up into a swamp and then absorbed the chemicals in the swamp and became Swamp Thing mm-hmm. and killed a bunch of bad guys. Pretty much the same thing around here. Um, character of Heather Locklear lives in California. She uh, wants to reconnect with her stepfather because her mom died. Uh, however long ago 10 years ago or whatever yeah. or she she hasn't seen him since then so she wants to want some resolution so she ends up going into the bayou and um meeting up with her stepfather and he's surprised like oh shit like oh she's a spitting image of her mother i can use her life uh for my life and i could live longer and that's he becomes even more of a villain then. So, as soon as he sees her, yeah, he's like, out, like oh, shit. out the window. Right, yeah. so, oh damn! And he starts like, wow, she's beautiful and everything. This is perfect. <laughs> and uh, his assistant in the movie, who is uh, played by what's her face from Superman Two, yeah, uh, Sarah Douglas. Sarah Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in this too, and she's like the right hand man of of uh, Arcane, and they're also fucking, so yeah, uh, she gets a little jealous from that and ends up sabotaging a few things throughout the movie. Um, so, yeah, Heather Locklear sees all this going on. She, like, kind of escapes. Well, that's when she... She see, she she knows something's wrong at the Arcane household right. and ventures out into the swamp for a little while, and she happens across a couple of the, the hillbillies there who attempt to rape her. Swamp Thing comes, beats the shit out of those guys. She forms a relationship with them. Uh, they end up blasting Swamp Thing uh, to a million pieces for this and take her away and capture her. And then they start that process where they're going to drain the life out of her. Mm-hmm. Um, Swamp Thing on the other, uh, over here ends up, um, after he's blown in the bits, he's able to like form himself back together and go up into someone's drain, into the yeah. arcane household's drain, and um, come into their bathtub, and he ends up saving Heather Locklear and getting her out of the house. Uh, ends up driving the Jeep out of there, which is like the longest drive I've ever seen from <laughs> point A to point B, which is only about 50 meters. Right. And yeah, and she, like, Heather Locklear has a shotgun, she's blasting all the baddies that they're trying to get away from, because... The henchmen that Arcane has decided to hire are straight out of high school and yeah. have, have, have never been a security guard even, so they're, they're fucking horrible. Really terrible security guards. Until we get one good beefcake towards the end where we're like, oh, he comes out, but we don't get to see him very much. <laughs> they're nowhere near the size of the guys in Deep Blue C3, I'll just say no. that. No, those, they would make good security guards. Yeah, even. yeah. <laughs> so he ends up... Uh, uh, Freeing Heather Locklear, and then they they end up uh, mind fucking each other. Yeah, no, go. Let's let's talk about that. You go, go for it. Yeah, so, you go into depth about the mind fucking. Because it turns out that in Return to Swamp Thing, he did, he's very strong, but his like plant powers are more weird mm-hmm. than anything else. Yes, like uh, he 
holds her. They both eat part of him. Like so he, he breaks off, off a branch. No, it's no, it's not even a branch. Like it's a like fennel something. It looks like a An large. Owl, yeah, and he, he's like, yeah, try this. He's yeah, like, but he's like before he's like, oh, we can never be together, kind of thing. I'm like, right. Well, first of all, bullshit. Like you couldn't grow like a banana out of yourself. <laughs> like you're made it's of like, all these yeah. plants and shit. Like you totally. Can grow a pickle, man. I think producers were just like, that will be too gross, and we're not going to show it, so figure out well, something else. Well, I could have kissed Ellie. <laughs> but anyway, they, they share peyote from Swamp Thing's crotch. Yeah. And they get high, and then they, like, imagine, well, she imagines him, or they imagine each other as human beings, and they kiss and everything. And, and they're getting it on, and yeah, Dick Durak, Durdak. Durak. You get to Durak. see you get to see Dick Durak in his yeah. original form, not in this Swamp Thing. Which I will say also, if people don't know, is that that's not his voice as Swamp Thing. That's a dubbed in voice. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. But, He's uh, mostly a stuntman, from what I could find. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so um, from there, yeah, they they mind fuck each other, which it, it, it reminds me of kind of the scene from Demolition Man. Yeah, she's that's like, what do you want like. to have sex? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 Only longer and much yeah. more Papadopoulos like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and from there, uh, and, and I haven't mentioned these two characters yet in the movie. It's a, two young kids who, yeah. who, who live in the swamp or like this swampy kind of vacation y, maybe uh, trailer park. Um, we first get to see them. They're they're hoarding porno mags because their parents went out for bingo and they're totally going to read some porn. Well, read <laughs> who reads it, right? <laughs> and they hear a knock at the door and they think it's their parents come home all early and it's Leech Man and um, Swamp Thing ends up coming up and saves them. But the shack or the house they live in burns down. All the cars blow up. Every, yeah, <laughs> for some reason the ca- the cars are made of dynamite. <laughs> they all blow up. But, hey, Swamp Thing saved them. So these two little kids are, are out on a mission now to take a picture of Swamp Thing. And they're intermittently placed throughout this movie as the comic, more comic relief for it. And, um, yeah, and we just get to see them there. And then they play well off each other. Yeah, the kids they're are kind of cute. Funny. Yeah, they're cute. They're so. both still working. I no just shit. looked them nice. up and, yeah. Because oh, I thought, but, and then we never saw these kids again. Yeah. No, they're both actors. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, from there, we go to, um, well, um, Swamp Thing runs back into these kids again uh, because the the secu- secu- arcane security detail is out looking for Heather Locklear and Swamp Thing. Uh, Swamp Thing beats them up again, but they end up capturing Heather Locklear so then our final mission is Swamp Thing going to attack these guys mm-hmm. uh, and beating Arcane. And he goes and, and meets up, beats Arcane, and they, they go out and everything's fine. Uh, in the middle of that, though, um, one of my favorite characters, my favorite character in this movie ends up is. getting killed. Like, do you know which character I'm talking the about? Head of security. Head of security, baby. Oh. The best character in this movie. He is. All right. mm. There's a couple of reasons why. One, he doesn't die so easy. <laughs> Two, he's a piece of crap. He really is. Three, he's funny. He's not. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> and four, his comic timing is really good. I'll give him that. Untrue. Continue. <laughs> uh difference of opinion on this, okay? <laughs> Just because he's a bad character doesn't mean he can't be likable. Which, I do like the character, and he's perfect for, for a movie like this. So yeah, you you may not like his character, but I think it's integral to this movie. And how the rest of everyone kind of plays off of that. So, uh, so yeah, he ends up being not the biggest badass of them all, but he puts up a good fight Gets his ass kicked a bunch and ends up getting a grenade thrown on his pants and blown up. Yeah. So, um, there's a funny scene actually with him in there with um, another person from security. Uh, the, the one of the, like the head females of security. They have the the jaws talk where they show off all their yeah. different scars the and scars. everything. Um, 
And I, I thought that was kind of funny because all the different scars they had were from weren't from wars or anything. It was yeah. just from fighting or from bars from or whatever. Random bar fights or sex escapades. Yeah. So escapades. I think I just made up a word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I understand. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Swamp Thing blows everything up, beats everyone up, and like the one main doctor in the movie uh, who's coming up with all these different humanoids. Ends up being turned into one too, to where he's a he has like this big melon, and he looks kind of like an alien. He was kind of funny, I thought. Yeah, he, he was, was kind of like the what's it on Archer? Oh, uh, Krieger. Krieger. He he's kind of like Krieger a little, a little bit. Krieger. Yeah, I feel like Krieger would maybe was a little bit designed after this Return to Swamp Thing guy. Anyway, then, then he would say head of security is more like Archer then. Hmm. Archer isn't necessarily likable either. Exactly, really. but he's still fucking funny, though. He's funny. <laughs> and you sort of start to like him because he's also piteous, mm-hmm. considering yes. what a horrible mother he had. Yes. Anywho, no more Archer. So yeah, that doctor, I do like him. I think he's funny. And during that one scene, though, you, when he's fighting the, the doctor with his enormous dome... You get to see some of the cracks in it a little bit, like um, like when he punches the doctor in the head, the head flies yeah, back a little the bit. Head, like bobbles yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and like unfortunately, the doctor gets no offensive moves in. He gets the <laughs> piss beat out of him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but me, I could, you know, I could also believe that maybe they liked that the head looked silly. It is a comedy for well, the most true, part. Yeah, it low budget. Yeah. And, but uh, it was a very competently made movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And if you do have a chance to, if you just want to zone out and throw something on that's ridiculous and has pretty good uh, comedy relief in it, some pretty cool looking monsters, a uh, nice little superhero movie, I recommend it. Especially yeah. if you like Jim Wynorski movies. For sure. Check it out. I or like his shopping younger, more. His younger yeah. or his, his older movies. I would say yes. Before he got into more softcore porn and a few kids movies. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he does kids movie. Did kids movies on and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, gotta love the Minorsky. <sighs> well, I think that about does it for us on this episode. Thank you for giving us a listen, and uh, we got a nice little long episode this week. Should yeah. be a little more than an hour, looks like. Woo-hoo. I know. Fuck, a lot of movies. But anyway, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.